The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9 Hi, and welcome back to To Be or Illuminati Be. I'm your host, Ansley Taylor, and this is episode four. Nothing new under the sun. Matthew 24, 37 through 39. For just as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and swept them all away. So shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. When Jesus returns, many will be living life like normal, not aware of his return, not waiting in anticipation. Many will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. This in itself is not a bad thing, but it illustrates how the world goes on, how people won't be expecting his return, and with their eyes away from heaven, they will be swept away, just like the days of Noah. Noah warned people. He didn't build the ark in a couple of weeks. It took him years. People had years to prepare, but they didn't. In this episode, we will look back at the days of Noah, some of the things that led to the flood, and what we are seeing today that is reflective of the past. Please note, while many biblical references expressed in this episode come from the biblical canon, there are verses from the book of Enoch discussed. It is to your discretion and discernment to decide if you trust the words of Enoch as truth, as it is not believed to be a divinely inspired text, but many Christians believe that it gives insight into components of the biblical canon that beg further explanation. In Genesis 6, we delve into the story of Noah. Genesis 6-5 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This troubled God. Everything was corrupt. Thus he decided to essentially wipe everything clean with the flood. Genesis 6-8 reveals that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was just a man, but he was perfect in his generation. God instructed Noah to build the ark, and the rest was history. Let's rewind, though, to the beginning of Genesis 6, to a major component in the wickedness of man. Genesis 6, verses 1 and 2. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. 
and they took them wives, all of which they chose. Genesis 6, 4 says, There were Nephilim in the earth in those days, and also after that. When the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. So who were the sons of God that the Bible is referring to? Angels, or as we've previously discussed, fallen angels. The fallen angels came down to earth, began mating with humans, and bore children that became mighty men of old, or Nephilim. And these fallen angels introduced humans to many more things that enabled them to sin in many more ways than ever before. More ways than sexual intercourse with spiritual beings. Second Timothy 3 verses 1 through 4 paints a picture of the world before Jesus returns, which in turn gives insight into the world in the days of Noah. It says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. To understand how the world got to this state twice, we must look back at the first time. The book of Enoch reveals that 200 angels took an oath to descend to Mount Hermon, find women to marry, and have children with them. Mount Hermon is a snow-capped ridge that sits along the border of Lebanon and Syria, just for reference. In chapters 7 and 8, the book of Enoch, the angels come down and create the Nephilim with women. Now that the fallen angels are on earth, they begin to teach humans about magical medicines, plants, root cutting, incantations. Now, keep in mind, these Nephilim offspring are massive. They're giants, mighty men of old, men of renown. They were hundreds of feet tall. In some texts, it labels them as 450 feet tall. So their appetite is so great that they begin eating even humans in addition to animals. They drink the blood of animals, something that the biblical canon warns against in different verses. Uh, In Deuteronomy 12.23, it states, Only be sure that thou eat not the blood, for the blood is the life, and thou mayest not eat the life with the flesh. Interestingly, blood consumption is a big part of occult rituals, as there's nothing new under the sun. So what else did the fallen angels teach humans? The interpretation of a wide variety of signs, medicinal magic, a fallen angel named Azazel taught humans metalworking, weapon making, how to make eyeshadow, ornaments, physical ornamentation, astrology and divination, the signs of the moon and stars, and many other sinful practices. Mommy don't know daddy's getting hot at the body shop doing something unholy. Just as 2 Timothy 3 says people will be unholy. 
The iconic lyric, belted from the lips of Sam Smith, adorned head-to-toe in red latex and devil horns, flames raging in the background beneath the red tint of the Grammys. Another song which promotes Balenciaga in the lyrics, a fashion company wrapped up in a recent child trafficking scandal with inappropriate ad campaigns featuring children in bondage, caution tape reading Balenciaga with two A's, B-A-A-L, like the false god Bale. If we want to get a picture of the wickedness, we don't have to look much further than Hollywood. Occultism and Satanism hidden in plain sight, explained away and justified in the name of art. Marina Abramovic is a self-proclaimed performing artist with ties to many celebrities, and she is linked to many seemingly occult rituals, including her spirit cookies. In this next segment, we're going to take a look at her and other celebrities whose occultism is hidden in plain sight. My name is Marina Abramovic. In a video you can find on YouTube from 1997, Marina explains how she prepares for her infamous spirit cookie. We see camcorder footage of her dipping a paintbrush into what appears to be blood, dark red, as there are several shots that show her refilling her bucket where globs of blood clots fall from the canister. She paints the ingredients onto the walls, quote, mix fresh breast milk with fresh sperm. Another shot shows her painting cut deeply into the middle finger of your left hand, and it continues. I'm going to play a few sound bites from this video. Now that you've heard this audio, let's remember back when WikiLeaks was releasing all these documents, and we found this email between Marina Abramovich and Tony Podesta. This email was sent on June 25th at 2.35 a.m., and it's from Marina to Tony. It says, Dear Tony, I am so looking forward to the spirit cooking dinner at my place. Do you think you will be able to let me know if your brother's joining? All of my love, Marina. So what are these politicians doing joining in these weird occult dinners? Furthermore, Marina is seen in videos with Jay-Z. Now, Jay-Z has been known to wear shirts touting Do What Thou Wilt, which is the slogan of Aleister Crowley, a known Satanist. 
and many satanic phrases can be heard when backmasking his music. Prominently, the song titled Lucifer, which if it isn't obvious enough forward, it says 666 murder murder Jesus when played backwards. Now, listener discretion advised, I'm going to play the clip of it so that you don't have to search it for yourself. Murder, murder of Jesus. Now, if that's not creepy enough, let's take a look at Lady Gaga, another longtime admirer and friend of Marina Abramovic. Now, Lady Gaga has this whole video, which you could easily search, where she practices the Abramovic method, which is a series of rituals involving sensory deprivation. Um, wearing horns while depriving yourself of the senses, bathing in a bath of just pure crystals, um, doing things naked, etc. You can easily find the video. And she's just participating in all of these rituals. Um, She has been seen to wear various outfits with the red covering the face, the meat dress, which... It can be argued that was to support a cause, but it's just interesting that all these things continue to happen. There's clips of them at various parties where they have human cakes that look extremely realistic, and they're cutting them and serving them. Now, I'm going to play a clip of Lady Gaga on the Jimmy Fallon show, and just take note of a phrase she just throws out so casually. Yeah, well, sometimes they don't want to, and they're, you know, Gaga, we can't get, you know, the, the frequency's weird, and, you know, it's sounding a little bit strange, and I'm like, if you don't get this right now, I swear to Lucifer, I'm gonna, you know, I get a little bit mad. Do you have a kitchen on the bus you cook? How else do we see wickedness in modern times? It's not always blood sacrifices and evil performances. As we learned, fallen angels taught humans about astrology, divination, and incantations. An incantation is a series of words set as a magic spell or charm. This can be used in music. In fact, Stevie Nicks has been accused of being a witch for a while, and several viral TikToks rave about how she wrote Silver Springs to haunt Lindsay Buckingham and that it's actually a spell. Now, while Stevie Nicks does have a very witchy appearance, I don't have any hard evidence of her claiming she's a witch. But this rumor, however, has sparked more young women to become infatuated with the idea of using incantations and music, getting involved in witchcraft, becoming a witch. Um, Witchcraft and pagan practices have become normalized in modern society to the point that many people don't even realize they're participating in something unholy. For example, people reading their daily horoscopes. People will shape their whole worldview around their astrological sign and explain things away by simply saying, oh, it's because I'm a Gemini. People will sage the spirits from their house, practice divination. Just driving, I see a psychic on almost every corner. But where do people think this knowledge is coming from? Acts 16.16 says, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Verse 18 says, 
And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. You see, these are evil spirits. People allow into themselves and they give them these abilities. They're not from God. They're seemingly from fallen angels. In closing, I'd like to touch on one more thing, how people will be lovers of self. This is a concept that's exploded in modern times through social media. You have self-proclaimed influencers whose whole livelihood depends on posting videos and photos of themselves. They'll use enhancements, filters, everything to get more followers. They'll obsess over their videos of themselves, watch videos of themselves, look at photos of themselves. It's a, it's, it's all a form of idolatry. Now, all of these things, as I've said, have happened before. Nothing is new under the sun, and it's happening again. All I can say is just stay strong and be aware of what's going on because times will get worse, but at the same time, people will still be marrying, having weddings, carrying on like nothing's happening, just like they did in the times of Noah. The best thing you can do is align yourself with God and remember that Jesus is the only way. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Ansley Taylor, and this is To Be or Illuminati To Be.